welcome into today's show, little pretties. I'm glad that you are here. Allison and I had so much fun recording this episode, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. If you do enjoy it, please, please do something for me. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast wherever you are listening, please do that. That helps us out a ton, and it helps you not to miss an episode. And also, hey, look. I got a phone message. Yay! Also, if uh, you could leave a review or a rating if you're listening if you're listening in Apple Podcasts, I would truly appreciate it. Takes you 30 seconds, five stars, write two sentences, uh, say whatever the heck you want, as long as it's five stars. Love you guys, and I hope you guys enjoy today's show. Oh yeah, today's show is brought to you by Avi Explores, the great podcast from Avi Maria Press. Time of day that you are listening to this. Hello, Hello. Hi, Taylor Schroll. So we have to talk about the great service that you gave to our listeners this morning. Okay. So we were prepared for to record at 1030. Oh. I woke, I set an alarm to wake up. I was afraid of that. I set an alarm and right when I woke up to my alarm, the first thing I see is, hey, can we not do it at 1030? I was ready to go. You were like, I'm tired. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. This, this new life that I have, I work at home. Right. I literally only have one thing on my calendar today. Yeah, I really thought I was doing you a favor. And and here's the thing. Yeah. It's fine. Everything would have been fine. Yeah. It, it would have been fine. I feel I an accept coming. Accept. Accept. I, I, I was in a good mood, and I was ready to record, and I was happy that you were coming over. Uh-huh. And then, uh, er, even when you said, like, I can take one thing. Like, you were like, hey, can we push back to 1230? Absolutely. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. And then at 1220, you're so like. So flexible you are, Taylor. Yeah. At 1220, here's the accept. You were like, I'm in a rush. <laughs> and I'm like, why didn't we record at 1030 then? Okay. But you are forgetting how punctual I am. And that what I really you meant was. <laughs> okay, fine. But what I really meant was, is that we cannot hang out and drink mimosas all day. I just meant we need to be somewhat efficient. And I allotted plenty of time for us to be our charming, witty selves. Plenty was, of time. There was no chance that we were going to have mimosas, even if it was at 1030. <laughs> the, the great service that you gave the listeners is that when I'm in a good mood. Yeah. People don't enjoy me as much. Really? It's when I'm frustrated and agitated. They want you mad. Like me, so. Well, and this is why I'm here. <laughs> you You're welcome, it. people. Okay, hold on. This might cheer you up. Can I'm going to grab this real quick? Okay. Because happy birthday to Taylor. Hello. I got you a birthday present. It's not here yet. So I'm just oh. going to show you a picture of it, okay? Oh, okay. It's that. I was not made to be subtle. It is... A, yes. You got me a picture of a. I got you a picture. You got me a picture of a mug. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if if I had the real thing like right here and there was it was full of a mimosa? Wouldn't that just be perfect? It would be perfect, but I, I've never <laughs> had a mimosa. I think I would drink it just to try it on air. That would be fun. But yeah. I've never had a mimosa. Isn't that only for the girls? Mimosas? Yeah. No, just raise a pinky. You're good. Okay. You know. <laughs> Hang loose, bro. <laughs> you said raise a pinky. It was the least elegant thing I've ever seen you do. Sup, bro? Drinking a mimosa. <laughs> Not a pinky razor myself. I chug my mimosas. <laughs> I don't doubt that. <laughs> so, yeah, my birthday was yesterday. I turned 31. And it was 
fine. Yeah, it was like, fine. All I hope is that my 31st year is better than my 30th. Well, yeah. Because boy, did everything it's fall apart. It's been quite a ride. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, you know, I expect like less and less as the years go by. I don't know what this means. But like now I just kind of want to look well rested. And, you know, I'm not expecting any gifts. I'm not expecting any, you know, parties or balloons or, or celebrations. I just, um, I don't know, would like to end the day without a catastrophe. Did you end your day without a catastrophe, Taylor? No. Oh, so, what happened? Let's see. How, how, how can I get into this without getting in trouble? I bet on sports. Okay. And for my birthday, okay. I, I usually bet like five to 10 bucks at a time. And you can win, you know, so you're losing five or 10 bucks or you're winning 20. Like, it's not a big deal. Okay. It's like, for my birthday, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this thing called a parlay bet. Okay. Any idea what this is? That's a question? Yeah. No. Okay. So, essentially, it's like, there's- I one- don't gamble because I'm like, it could add to a pair of shoes. So Well, I can't afford the pair of shoes, so I need to win the gambling money yeah. to okay. get the shoes. Okay. All right. So, okay. <laughs> so, if you put more than one game together in the same bet, if okay. you bet the same amount, the odds are less that you will win it, which I means see, I that see. you will win more money. Sure, of course. Right? Yes. So like, if higher you, risk, higher reward. Right. So there's one game. If I just bet on one game yeah. and I bet five bucks, I'd win about five bucks on top of it. Okay. If I bet two games at one, I would win about 10 bucks on top of it. Right? Yes. Uh, three games. It starts to get exponential. I'm, I'm following you. So I bet on three games. Okay. $25. Bigger bet. Like five times my own bet, but it's my birthday and somebody gave me $25. So I'm like, I'll risk your gift. That's right. <laughs> that was my sister, by the way. So I won like first game was at noon, won that game like crazy. Second game uh, at three o'clock, won that game like crazy. Oh. It all came down to the Sunday night game. And I was having a decent day. I just hung out. We just had a relaxing day. Yeah. I, watched, I played video games, watched sports. Does this make you a really loud football watcher? Oh, yeah. You're threatening violence? Uh, like, yeah, yeah. We're, let's just say we're glad my kids were asleep whenever oh. this game was happening. Okay, go ahead. So third, third game. Third game. I need the Seahawks to win by three. Okay. They're up by 10 with two and a half minutes left. Okay. They lost. <laughs> Wow. Wow. So that's how my birthday ended. And there were some other things that I won't get into that uh made made me not have a great end of the day. But I'm overall sorry. the day was the day was good. We had we had dinner. It was it was just very relaxing. Um uh, but speaking of football. Yes. I've been coaching our local football team uh, over at our Catholic school. Love where, it. Uh my kids go to school and your kids sometimes go to school. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's not inaccurate. <laughs> We love it there. We love it. <laughs> so we've been winning quite a bit in the fact that so we haven't fun. lost yet. Yes. So we had a game two weeks ago. And before I get into what happened at the game, we ha- we're going to talk about one thing that happened after. Okay. I'm standing on the field after this game. Yeah. And I'm walking with the other assistant coach. Okay. And this person starts like running at us kind of like... Uh, the main guy from Pirates of the Caribbean when he's running on the beach. Oh, gosh. Just picture your arms flailing. Oh, gosh. Legs flailing, which I didn't know was a, a football player. Like. That sounds terrifying. Oh, no, it was just a person running at who I, th- and I didn't recognize this person. Uh-huh. And I thought that I didn't recognize them. So like, they must be, this must be like, you know, the assistant coach's girlfriend or something. <sighs> and then as they, this person approached closer. Yeah. Uh, they hugged me what? and wanted to take a selfie. And I was like, oh, my oh gosh, you have- Allison Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> well, it took everything I had to not either like t- 
tackle you or like just hop on your back and like take the selfie that way. I really <laughs> wanted to capture the reaction. It was wild because like <laughs> I, I like You've had a few birthdays. Like you are more <laughs> spry than I thought you would be after the amount of birthdays that you've had recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it was impressive to the well, point where yeah. I, had, I had two thoughts. One, there's no way I know this person because they look clinically insane. And then as this person got closer, <laughs> I was like, maybe it's a high school kid that I haven't seen in a while. So right. That's my compliment for the day. You oh, okay, good. Like you Perfect. and acted like a high school kid Perfect. for a while. No, I am. Um, I am fast and I am faster than you might think and stronger than you might think. If you put a ball in my hands, uh, it's all over. I have no coordination, but I'm like fast and strong. So that's, that's the kind of athlete I am. All the, okay. So question, can you tell what kind of sports watcher I am by that brief interaction? How would you imagine me to watch a football game? <laughs> How I would imagine, and people who have listened to the show for about a year or longer will know that you, I imagine you watch sports like I do, as in I got kicked out of a basketball game last year. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm glad that I am portraying myself accurately because oh, yeah. that is 100% correct. For it's sure. really, it's just a matter of time. <laughs> it has not happened yet, but I'm, that's impressive that it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So, so. At this game. Let's talk about the game. Now. The game. And yes, yes, yes. This, football this, is life, by the way. Yeah, like, this, I ugh, love it. And this isn't a football story. Uh, and so don't tune out if you don't like football. But let's be real. If you don't like me, you tuned out a long time. So whatever. <laughs> Anybody that's made it this far. You're not getting them back. Stuff, you're stuck with the football story. So I promise there's a point to it. So uh, two weeks ago, we have this game. And I have the score pulled up. We won 55 to 6. Mm-hmm. You were, this is the game you were at. For sure. So yes. from your vantage point in the stands, how do you think the game went? Um I I thought it was a good win. I I thought it was a um I wasn't there for the whole thing just, you know, to be clear. But um it's always I've seen us lose a lot, so it's really fun to see some plays being made, some passes completed um, you know, it was good. It was great. It seemed great from my perspective. Tell me more, Taylor. So I'm glad I wanted your perspective, but now I want you just to list off more football terms because I think you've gotten to your limit. No, I'm a really good. No, Seth says, Taylor, that I am as your much husband. fun to watch football with as his buddies because I know a lot. Boy, his buddies must be boring. No, I'm okay. That's it. We're watching. We are watching a football game together, and you're going to see that I know all the things. We watched a football game together two weeks ago. We were just a hundred feet apart from each other. Correct, and I had to come tackle you after. Right. So that obviously wasn't letting you know how like you know intense I am. You, I have you to became a pirate of the Caribbean. <laughs> I've got that pictured, by the way. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so I didn't see the game, Taylor. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm sorry. Not. I, I always have a like. I always think I know where I'm going, and then I always have follow up questions because what it seems like what you're talking <sighs> about is more interesting. Like, what? How were you there at the end of the game, but not like you showed up at the fourth quarter? Yeah, I was there late. Quarter? I was trying. My own kid was played a football game, and he went to this football game after to see his old friends. I had a migraine. I was just going to sit in the car for a second, but I love football and I wanted to see how St. Joe's was doing. It was such a nice surprise to see you on the sidelines. I kind of momentarily forgot that I was going to see you. And then there you are being all official and it made me really happy. And so I ran up onto the field after and then that's all that happened. That's all I know. I had a migraine. Okay. So now. So you did the most athletic thing I've ever seen you do with a migraine. (laughs) Thank 
Thank you. There's so many. See, this fast and strong. All about you now. And that was not the plan, <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I am dying to know how you are going to bring spiritual meaning out of this butt whooping that happened on the field. Right. So we won. We won fifty-five to six. And let's fast forward just for the point of the story. Let's fast forward to this week, that, like three days ago. Okay. We won sixty-five to eight. Wow. It was 52 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Wow. So no mercy <laughs> rules. Okay. So those two games from like the outside perspective and like you, you saw the first. Sure. One, yeah. Or no, you didn't uh, see it, but you saw the scoreboard at the end and then you tackled me. Yes. So As one does. both of those two games looked very similar on the scoreboard. Like on the scoreboard. Sharing the, sharing the score here. Like those two games sound pretty similar. Like they're both blowouts. We won by about 50, 55 points both games. Right. And I can't tell you how different my experience as a coach was in those two games. Yeah. And the and like the experience of the players in those two games. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So both games we Same w- on paper. Right. Same on paper. We win and, and we went in like on paper before the game. We were like, these are games that we should win sure. by halftime. Like, yes. The mercy rule at halftime if you're up by forty five, game's over. Okay. So like we knew going in that like we should not play much more than a half. Yeah. With these other teams. Yeah. So we went into the first the first game and we are playing so sloppy. Like our kids, like as their coach, like both as a track coach and their football coach, uh-huh. like I'm watching them and I'm like, you're running at 75%. Yeah, you know these kids well. Yeah. While the play is going on. And like mm-hmm. not trying just like like just mistakes that like like our superstars were making mistakes that they never make. Just like you could tell that their head wasn't in it, their heart wasn't yeah. in it, because they knew that they could go 75% and win by 50. How do yeah. we know that? Because they went 75% and we won by yeah. 50. Yeah, okay. But this this team that we should have beaten at halftime, we had to play an, almost a whole other quarter to get to the 45 mark when it should have happened in the first, like it did the second game. Right? right. So on paper, it looked really similar. but And like as the coaches, like I left the field. This is, it's a strange thing. And maybe it says more about me than the game, but it wasn't just me. Me and the other two coaches like left really frustrated. Yeah. And like I was fuming because yeah. it was a, a lot of the people not trying were like the people that I directly coach, like the positions that mm-hmm. I coach. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're not getting the best. No, I'm not getting the best. And e- like, even when like they got a good play, they didn't do it right. Right. Like, and it was one of those things that, like, you can do that in a game where we're supposed to win by 45 at halftime. Mm-hmm. We can win by 45 in the third quarter. But we're going to play games later sure. in the season, like sure. in the playoffs. Yeah. Where, and like our first game, the first game that we played was a one score game that came down to the last play. And we had to literally leave everything on the field to get the win. Yeah. And we're going to have games like that later in the season. Like, we, if we want to win state, which is the goal this year, we're going to have to beat three really good teams. Yeah. And, so we were really frustrated, even though, you know, parents were excited. The kids sure. were excited that they won. It's like the coaches and we were like, that's not good enough. Yeah. It's just not good enough. Yeah. So then we fast forward a week and we were talking about this with them through through practice the whole week. And we're like, guys, like you, we can't let our foot off the gas. Like we have to play our game. We can't you know play down to an opponent or we can't e- either way. We can't. Yeah. We have to try. <laughs> like we have to do things yeah. right, like we've been doing all season. And then so this game. It was insane. 52 points in a quarter? It was unbelievable. I've never seen that in a football game. Everybody scored 52 points. I took a picture of the scoreboard with 48 seconds left in the first quarter. We were up by 52. And everybody, 
was running on all cylinders. 100%. Yeah. Full speed. Yeah. We're just absolutely getting it. And the wild thing is, like, and like coaches were super happy. The kids were super happy because they knew. It too. feels like, good. Yeah. Uh, it's like we we didn't just beat them. Like we like we made them quit. Yeah. Like they didn't want to play anymore. But even more than like the other team, it was like the feeling that we had of like, we did this right. Mm-hmm. We really did this right. Mm-hmm. And we feel a lot better about the playoffs now. After right. This game, even right. though they look yeah. so similar to people watching or, to, you know, or, or, or on the scoreboard. And so I was thinking about it. I was like, in the experience of just football, made a lot of sense. Like, why am I so frustrated about this? Yeah. Like, I was frustrated like that whole night. Like, I didn't go to bed till like two in the morning, just fuming. Like, I was just so frustrated. I love it. And didn't have like a real out. Like, the rest of, me and the other coaches talked for like an hour and kind of got most of it out. But it's just like, ugh, there's nothing you can do about it at the time. It already sure. happened. Sure, yeah. So, uh, and, then, and then like how good I felt this last, last week. And I was like, there's got to be something more to this than just football, right? And I was thinking, okay, anytime you get frustrated, usually it's because you see something of yourself in the thing that you're frustrated yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, have I been living my personal life in that first game for months? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, man, wow. like, a lot of good things have been happening. And from the outside and even like on paper, like, we're doing sure, well. It's growing. Sure. The yeah. show's going well. The yes. organization's growing well. Like, I'm happy. My yes. life is, is, is good. But everything ministry the show speaking parenting husbanding i don't know if that's a word a spiritual life all of it's just it's just been fine fine and i've been given a good 70 to 80 percent sure and still like things are good yeah like i'm still like in my life i'm feel still feel like i'm winning you know 55 to 8 or whatever mm-hmm. but the the i am not winning i'm not scoring 52 points in the first it's good quarter. and it's i really know that good. i can Right. And that's why I was frustrated with the kids. Absolutely. Because I knew that we could do better. Right. And now I'm looking at myself like, oh, I know I can do better. And I'm able to be relatively successful without giving 100%. This is the best thing about mentoring ever is that it requires you to stay sharp. So I am at my best if I am being mentored by someone because that there's humility in listening to someone else's wisdom and allowing yourself to be shaped by that. And then at the same time, when you're mentoring someone else, there is this requirement to stay sharp. So there's a lot of college girls on my couch and they can tell me a story and they can say something as simple as, but it's fine. I don't care. And I'm like, that's a lie. You know, and so then that insistence on them telling the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth requires me to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth in my own life. And so that you have those moments of, wait, I'm calling someone to this. I'm calling someone up to this. Am I doing this in my own life? And I love the feeling of does mediocrity get the job done? Maybe. Is that God's best? No. And he's too kind to let us get away with with mediocrity because he wants us to experience the high of, oh, yes, this is what he had in mind. When we, whatever he has us doing, we're doing it with our whole heart. That is such a great lesson. I love it. Well, I thought so, too. That's why I shared it. It's good. But it's we good. also got really good. to learn a lot about your football knowledge and yeah. that you're a crazy, insane person sometimes. Yeah. It's I will random. yell at a TV with you, Taylor, using correct <laughs> terminology. Jeez. Like, you know, that like, that is why I you've offended me before, but that one is a little. I just the, it's, really, that's the worst thing I've said to you. <laughs> well, to date, it'll get worse, I'm sure. Oh. What'd you say? Why'd you marry your wife? 
Because, like, she loved sports. Oh, nice. Have I told yes. You this story before? No. Uh, so we were dating and we were long distance. So it was still pretty early. We'd only dated in person for two months and then she moved off to college mm-hmm. and, like, we were long distance. So she came back from a trip. I, I, I forget what it must have been summer break, maybe fall break, something like that. And we go to Chili's because that's where. You go when you, you know, you need, you have 20 bucks. You need to feed two people. Two sure. 20, yeah, perfect. So we went there and this is the first, like I literally went and just picked her up from the airport and we're going to eat and then I'm going to take her home or whatever. Right. We get to this Chili's and I'm like table for two. And she's like, do you want to watch in the bar? Like are you here to watch the game or do y'all just want to like sit over in like the normal place where you can like talk and have a conversation. And I like, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I want to watch the game. There's some kind of playoff game on. Mm-hmm. I, like, I want to watch the game, but uh, I know that the right answer is to go over there. Right. She's like, I want to watch the game. Yes. I'm like, yes, I'm going to marry you. Always. And I rock you know, <laughs> that Chili's. Uh, two years later, that that, that Chili's, uh-huh. it's two doors down from the place that I bought the engagement ring. <laughs> oh, wow. I thought you were going to say you proposed in Chili's. And I I'm did. like, Taylor. I I proposed in Chili's. Taylor. Over. <laughs> Mimosas. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was margaritas, which we should be drinking right now, but you don't have time. Uh, so, hey, uh, let's get kicked out of a game together soon. Maybe Sam it. can keep us from getting kicked out. Sam no, and no, Seth no, no. can keep us from getting kicked out. No, if we're going to do this, we're going for it. <laughs> All, All right, out. we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. As Catholics, we believe we are united to the communion of saints, the holy men and women eternally worshiping God in heaven. Saints are not fairy tale figures or cartoon caricatures of holiness, but real men and women who lived real lives with struggles, sinfulness, and sorrow, but also with a deep faith to love God fully. Check out the next Ave Explore podcast series that's out right now called The Saints, where host Katie Prejean McGrady and special guests explore the role of the saints in the life of the church, how we can call upon them for support and prayer, welcome them into our homes and families, and strive for holiness and sanctity ourselves. Head over to the Ave Explores podcast to listen and subscribe today. Back to Forte Catholic. What did you just say to me? I, I wish you could give me a YouTube tan. A YouTube I, tan. Yeah, you got a filter for that. So here's. I, I could use a little color. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to, at my gym. Uh, you can get water massages. Have I told you about this before? No, it's definitely a, it's not. A bed that you lay on, and they like essentially they pressure wash you, like as a massage. So like there's there's like. Something that sounds that terrible. It no, sounds like no, it no. hurts. It's tremendous. Does it sting? No, it feels great. On a typical day when I go to the gym, I go and I do the water massage and then I do my hour, hour and a half workout, right? And most of the people there, they've worked there the whole time that I've been going there and they're very used to me doing this routine. I missed a couple of weeks, but for the most part, I'm going like five or six times a week. So you get used to seeing the same large bald dude asking to go Shh, lay on the water get bed, a right? water massage i am skeptical oh that's so tremendous i'm gonna bring you as a guest to my gym and you're gonna go get a water massage. all right uh, you're gonna have to be taylor stroll you're gonna have to be the female taylor stroll because <laughs> guests can't do it oh yeah be, taylor it works fine that yeah so i could I, have a lot I of fun went, with this <laughs> <laughs> i <laughs> tiktok fame taylor stroll is now so i went and they were i was like can i have bed too because that's all, what I always ask for. It's a little darker. It's like back in the back. Really relaxing. And uh, she's like, yeah, sure. Have you ever tanned before? I said, you misunderstand me. 
<laughs> I don't tan because I'm a man, and that's my campaign platform. <laughs> so no, I have nothing to tan for me. I mean, look, look. I forgot to wear my hat today. My head is yeah, glaring. right. There's a lot of things. I've there's a lot of details that are a little off today, Taylor. It's okay. The AC just kicked on. It hit my arm, and I feel great now. Now it's better. So now that we talked about tanning, which is exactly what we planned on that, talking about. This, yeah, mm-hmm. in the notes. Let's and- shift to something a little more serious. So I realized something. I listened to your <clears throat> podcast called Center State Sister. Yes. And I thought I had listened to all of them. I uh-huh. actually told you a few months ago that I had listened to all of yeah. them. Yeah. And you were like, that's awesome. You're great. And I realized like two weeks ago that there was some glitch in my phone and like my podcast app. Where I had listened, like I had stayed up to date with like ep- like through season like two or three or something, and then with the new ones I listened like as they came out, and then like if I missed one I would work yeah backwards. reverse order so I was yeah going from like so 2016 nice. and 2020, and I thought I had met in the middle yeah and and done them all, and I didn't. There were like five or six that I hadn't listened to, so. I finally listened to one. It was about adoption. And I think we mentioned before in passing mm-hmm. that you adopted a son because I think you were gone for a while and didn't come on the show. We're like, where is she? And we're like, China, I guess. China. Uh, but it's not my conversation to have because it's your conversation. Like you and I mm-hmm. talked privately about it. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, we've talked about it privately right. plenty. I was like, I don't know if we should talk about this on the show because I had never heard you talk about it publicly. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, I've listened to her whole podcast and she didn't say anything. So yeah. I'm not, well, I'm so not let's not, it. yeah, bust it out on your podcast. And and apparently that was all a farce and I'm an idiot. Yeah. Because you did talk no, about it. you're not an idiot because I don't talk about it very often. And people have even said, you know, you don't, you don't talk about it that much. There's a reason for that. And there is caution in a lot of things. First of all, um, the possibility of seeming in any way exploitive feels like the ickiest thing on the bottom of my shoe ever. Mm. So I would never want to reduce um, Emmanuel, um, his mother, our family to anything that could ever um, even appear to be used for a click or a like or anything. That feels like the grossest thing I could do um, as a mother. So when I talk about it, it is for a reason and it is thoughtful and prayerful. And so that episode is one of my very favorite episodes. I had one of my dearest friends who Adoption is a part of her story as well. And so I love that episode. I love that you listened to it. I love our family. I love Emmanuel. I love adoption. I love Down syndrome. Um, And so anytime I have posted about Emmanuel or adoption or Down syndrome, if I post the hard parts, I will inevitably get messages that are like, but it's so joyful and so happy. And this is such a celebration. And I'm like, yes. And then if I post anything happy, people will remind me, be quick to remind me that adoption is um, born from trauma and grief and um, it is no one's ideal. And I'm like, yes, (laughs) both are true and both. So um, there's always... A lot of opinions anytime you talk about something as vulnerable as as those things. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot of reasons that I'm not all over the place about it. And, and I think like I think that's the reason that I never brought it up because mm-hmm. so, I, I knew that there were there's good and bads. And I think the perspective that I had that I wasn't I, it's it, but it's your story. Like the perspective that I had was like, why are people being so weird about this? Yeah, because I am the father of my three children. Mm-hmm. That's my situation. Uh, at least I hope I am. <laughs> but, but, uh, Announcement! <laughs> but, like, I can talk 
about the the ups and downs of parenting my three children on this show publicly. Sure. Uh, with my friends, I can talk about it with anybody. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, that's normal. That's, normal. That's that's a thing that every yeah. parent deals with because every right. every kid and every parent has their ups and downs and their flaws and their great right. moments. But then, like for some reason, adoption, you get. Why didn't you say this? Why didn't you say that? She's so like, just shut up and read my rant. You know, yeah. Like, that's my, that's yeah. It, not you. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. I'm just defensive. <laughs> yeah. Of people. Yeah. And thank you. I just thought it was just, it was always so strange where it's like, why is it so different? And I understand that it's a different thing, but I wanted to just kind of see your. Yeah. It is different. A lot of it is that the details are his. And so he has a story to tell one day and I would never want to precede him in that. Um, And so you want to honor him and his private life. I also want to honor his mother. And so uh, adoption is just inherently complicated. Um, She did a very difficult thing and I would never want to tell the story in a way that um, you know, a, a lot of people's natural response, and I don't, I, I understand um, that everyone means beautiful things when they say it is, he's so lucky, you know, he's so blessed, or y'all are so amazing. And none of those things feel like the whole truth. And so um, it's it's hard to post about it without getting those responses. And then because I know they're coming from such a beautiful place, I don't like correcting them publicly, because that doesn't feel kind either. And yet I don't want to accept the compliment. We did it because God told us to. We are not superhuman beings. I do not think everyone is called to it. I don't think that. And um, I tried to back out a million times, <laughs> you know, because of fear and idolatry and, and all the things, you know. And so um, so it's hard for me to take a compliment about it. It's hard for me to tell his story while telling the whole truth. And so it's it's it is complicated. It's not just, here's this story that's only mine. Let me tell it. You, as it is with our kids, you know? I mean, and, and again, you're still walking a fine line, even with your kids and not telling too much of, of what they may not want to be public. Well, you don't. Um, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, it, it is. It's complicated. My kids' purgatory is going to be listening to this podcast from when they were young children. <laughs> that's creative. So, I, I think for me, as the outsider in this, as I'm thinking about it and as I was listening to your podcast and, and just kind of knowing the ups and downs that, y- that y'all have had, the whole idea of like, oh, it's it's different. It is different, but it's almost like I would expect the reaction that people would give to like you and Manny. I would expect the cultural norm to be more about your own kids because it's like there's a difference. It's like you chose all of them, but like I chose to be open to life and therefore my kids happened. Mm-hmm. Like you specifically chose man, yeah. you know, where you're like, I'm going to adopt and I'm choosing to bring this specific person into our home. And right. It's like, that almost seems more like it, it seems like a bigger choice. Yeah. And like, yes, you love your kids that you made. <laughs> and like, I love yeah. my kids that my wife made. But like, I didn't choose them. Like yeah. God chose them for me. Yeah. And I think there's some there's some truth to that with adoption too. Like like you said, like God called you all of this and obviously God's hand was in it. But yeah. it's like you chose to bring another kid into your life yeah. in a very specific way. And that's always been it's like we, we chose this. So I could see it from the positive and negative side, where it's like from other people from the outside being like, Oh, well, you chose this kid, so it has to be all positive all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, that's not how it works. So mm-hmm. like you, you opened up on the podcast about some of the 
the ups and downs of mm-hmm. this. So like tell the story a little bit about like right at the beginning, y'all's just y'all's decision to adopt and then Sure. Where you were at. Sure. So um, we decided to adopt because we were told in very explicit terms that we would not have kids naturally. That was not going to happen. And so um, we set out to to adopt and we wanted to do what was fastest. We wanted to be really efficient. There felt like an urgency in starting our family. And so we started on paperwork. And then a month into the paperwork, we got pregnant um, four times over, <laughs> like in rapid succession. And I I don't say that irreverently because I know a bit of the heartbreak of, of, of infertility. So um, we, as we were having children, people would ask us, naturally, people would ask us, do you think you'll go back to adoption? And the obvious answer felt like, yes, like we, that seems like a really good way to say thank you. However, there was with a family full of healthy, healthy, happy. They're very healthy. They do all their chores. They help their that could not be more of like a miss. No more. Um, but with healthy, happy, beautiful children, that didn't feel exciting anymore. It felt terrifying because we could be potentially throwing a wrench into this whole family thing as we know it. But it did, like I said, feel like a really good way to say thank you. And so we were just really prayerful. Are we still called to this? And we remembered um, how clear the call was initially. And so we started you know, praying about this in a new way. And the call became so clear and the details are fun. You know, they're, they're too long for here, but the details were really fun about how this was very specifically for us that it became scarier to disobey than it was scarier to potentially throw a wrench in our family. And so, um, very, I mean, this is a five-year story. The story logically and how it compares to the one in scripture if you didn't obey, you specifically would have been turned to salt. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. So, um, so, anyways, we end up deciding on a manual, which again is, I mean, I just would invite people to go check out the episode. It's it's a long story, and I can get into more details in 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 another space. But, um, and then bringing him home was the most like roller coaster of a thing because if you were to ask me how do you think you're going to feel a day before you go pick up your son how i was feeling it was nothing similar i was on the floor of my closet grieving i was grieving for the woman who gave birth to emmanuel um i was grieving for the woman who stood in the gap and raised him for almost 3 years i was grieving for our family and the the comfort and predictability as we knew it i was grieving and none of those felt like the right air quote right response and so um but it but it was true and then bringing him home was another roller coaster of excitement our kids and their just pure unadulterated joy um and and by the way which has maintained i don't know how people like maintain such levels of excitement but our kids do regarding him it's as though he came home yesterday um so anyways and i you know i think a lot of time is spent on talking about the child's attachment to the family but not a lot of time is spent on the family's attachment to the child and so i've been really honest about those things because i think it's important um when talking about adoption to take off the Amero filter, you know, this Instagram, like beautiful haze of adoption, because the truth is it is a long and complicated 
story that includes, you know, crying on your bathroom floor. And then there's, you know, these incredibly beautiful moments as well, where we're all praying over him as a family. And, you know, we remember his mother in, in our family prayers too. So there, there's just, it's, it's thick, it's dynamic, it's constantly changing. Um, there is no one thing that's true all the time, which is true in our regular parenting too, but it's just thickened our story. It's enhanced our lives. It's taught us so, let's put it this way. Emmanuel has taught us so many more things than we could ever, ever, ever begin to think that we are teaching him. And you brought it up at the beginning. And I think part of this is like, did you, did you know when you signed the adoption papers or whatever that you were going to get a child with Down syndrome? Down syndrome, yes. You, we we did, did know, know that. that. However, we never entered into adoption thinking that we would adopt a kid with special needs. So that was never um, part of our plan. How we decided that this was probably right for our family is an even longer story, Taylor. I think this deserves a part two. Well, good. <laughs> you come back once a month. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll figure yeah. it out. But, you know, I, I think that I've never been more aware of what it means to be like a child um, than I am when I am watching my children with Emmanuel. We were so concerned that this was going to be difficult for them, that this was going to be embarrassing for them, that this was going to be stressful for them, that they were going to resent us for all the extra effort that was going towards him, whether it was doctor's appointments or just because he's so stinking cute, you know, um, whether it was, you know, attention from strangers out in public, what have you, and watching what they have to give him and how freely they give it away is one of the most inspiring um, life teaching lessons of my life, like life enhancing lessons of my entire existence is watching those children. And so the call to be like a child is really, really like in the forefront of my mind every day, watching them together. Yeah. Your kids are great. I, I watched the video last night of Manny with box, a boxing glove on. Yes. Up your oldest son. For sure. No. And I had nothing to do with that video. I walk in and that's what they're doing in my kitchen floor. And I'm like, hold that. <laughs> Hold that right hook. I need to go get my phone for this. I like Manny. Manny is the biggest fan of my beard. Oh, for time. sure. Yes. Every time I come over, he just wants to hold it. Uh -huh. Yeah. I love yeah. For the most yeah. Part. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. We have we have a good time. Um, I think the the last question was like, I mean, so you brought. I mean, you you've learned. You said you learned a lot about yourself. You've learned a lot about like being yeah. like a child. Um, as I was listening to the episode, I was like, has the main question I had was like, is there anything that any insight that you have had? Because like I, I had insight of being like of God, the father, when I became a father, mm -hmm. but I haven't had the experience of adopting. Yeah. So have you learned anything about like God's adoption of us into his family? Yeah. From adopting Manny? Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, like the entire, um, the, because this was something that we were scared to do. This was something I, I had this realization while running. Um, God always has my full Maybe attention while I'm running. Yeah. Well, hold on. <laughs> Is that like, I cannot be like, I want a baby. <laughs> <laughs> sort of actually sort of. So I was like, I'm praying the whole time I run. Cause I'm trying not to die. Right. And so I, I'm concentrating on breathing, like taking the next breath. And I had this realization that I was kind of hoarding things that I thought were mine. And I had this really scary realization that I think my family's mine. Here it is, my greatest gift. Here it is, my greatest blessing. We laugh in our house more than we do anything else. And 
that that was this thing that I was keeping tucked away and private and not letting God do what he was going to do with. And so I felt the Lord and like, I, you know, I, I always like cringe a little bit when people say they feel the Lord told them something. And I'm like, what does that sound like? But uh, it was more of a realization than anything else that I was keeping my favorite parts of my story to myself. And the Lord cannot bless what you refuse to turn over. And so it's like I was saying, okay, God, you can have this, you can have this, and you can have this, but you can't have this. This is mine. And so the second that I had that realization, I asked myself the question of, do you believe that he is who he says he is or don't you? Do you believe he's good or don't you? Do you believe he's faithful or don't you? You have to turn this thing over too. And it is the thing that he has just blown up the most when it comes to joy and love. And like I said earlier, the word thick, you know, um, our family feels um, so much more layered now in a really beautiful way. It's not easy. You know, um, easy doesn't mean good and hard doesn't mean bad, but it is beautiful for all of the layers. And so I, I think that, you know, to answer your question of, is there any like one lesson? It is that he cannot bless what we don't don't turn over. And if we can just keep that question in the forefront of our mind, is he good or isn't he? Then it is a confidence giver to say, this is all yours. Everything is all yours. Very good. I'm proud of you. Thank you, Taylor. You're so welcome. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> If you aren't subscribed to Forte Catholic's YouTube channel, you are missing out. Not only do we have full episodes that you are listening to right now, you can see us. You can see me and Father Anthony and Allison and Liv and Fun Jeb Blevins and the guests. It's all good. It's all good. But also, you're missing all kinds of other stuff. For example... Uh, Tony Vicenda and Nick Hardesty. Uh, Tony Vicenda is one of the guys that works for Catholic Bomb Co. Uh, makes the makes the beard bomb. Uh, we did the one chip challenge. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It's this super super spicy chip. They ate it live on my Twitch channel, and it, the video is now up on YouTube, and it was hilarious. Our very own Father Anthony gave uh, the blessing over the chips before they started, and it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Best priestly blessing ever. So head on over to youtube.com slash Forte Catholic, hit the subscribe button, and check out that video. Freaking hilarious. Do it. Do it. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I'm Taylor Stroll. That is Allison Sullivan. You are listening to the Forte Catholic podcast slash radio show slash YouTube video. That's and a lot of things. If you have ever seen anything that we've done on YouTube or at Taylor Schroll on social media, any of that stuff, then this joke will make sense to you. If you don't know what I look like, this joke won't make sense. But Allison will get it and she will laugh. If you know, you know. I've commanded her to. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel rebellious all of a sudden. <laughs> so, I saw this thing the other day and I, I, I want you to tell me when we're done what point you think they were trying to make. Because I only got one thing out of it, and I just read this. It was in a very serious person, very serious post. Okay. They said, if the whole world was blind, how many people would you impress? Hmm. And I saw. I just thought, uh, a lot more than a I lot. Know. <laughs> <laughs> that would work for you? Yeah. I'd be like, sweet. Yeah. If it's just voice and, and huh. audio stuff. Interesting thought. Okay. 
Hmm. So, uh, if you want to live in this world, don't follow at Taylor Schroll <laughs> or put together on YouTube. What do you think he's trying to say? If the whole world was blind, how many people you would bring? Um, that we put too much um, time, energy, dollars into our external appearance. What do you think? That we put, that, that if we worked as hard on our interior as we did our exterior, then we would have things rightly ordered. See, I thought it, like, I thought I was saying the opposite of what I think is true. Like, I get what you're saying, and I like your thing. But, like, even after I got past the joke part, uh-huh. I was like, so if we if we just said we're going to do good things, and you oh. can't see that I didn't do the good things, then I'm a good person? I just, yeah. I, I don't know. I thought it was a joke, and then I thought it was mischievous, and then I thought it was yeah. bad. So I don't know. Yeah. Do you remember you came into my house one time, and there was, you know, it was like a wall art thing, and it said... <laughs> it's... <laughs> No, I don't remember this, but I can't wait wait to hear. It said, this is as good as it gets. (laughs) And you read it like, this is as good as it gets. (laughs) And what it really meant was, this is as good as it gets. (laughs) But what's funny is after, after hearing the last segment... People are like, there's craziness in Alice and Home, Alice's Home. Everything. It's fun. It's a place of laughter, but it's wild. Oh, my gosh. And, like, I think every time I walk into your house, you're like, I'm sorry. It's so messy. Oh, so I, I do. I'm this constantly. Take it or leave it. I'm yeah. Alice and Sullivan. <laughs> I love how you justify your inclinations. I have ruined so many things for so many people. Yeah. I've ruined that thing for you. Does it still hang up there? No. <laughs> no, it is. It was like, now I can't see unsee it any other way. I can't unread it than Taylor Schroll's sarcastic, demeaning voice. Uh, there, was, there was one at my mom's house. I wish I could remember what it was. But there was one at my mom's house. You know how like some like fancy stuff, like obviously I don't know, but it's in my mom's house and your house. Uh, <laughs> but it has like the big letter for the first Sure. Word. Sure. I think it was an S. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But then, like in the second line, it started with hit, and I'm like, you can't. Put you that can't on do a that. You can't do that. It's not what they meant, but it's what I see. Sure, so. sure. I I think you're right on that one. I'm always right. That's the, well, that's the kicker. Taylor. I'm here to humble you. Well, and as I'd like to say, if you want it to be any better, this is as good. Get- as <laughs> All right, so I want to I want to talk about my car a little bit. I, I talked about my car when I got a new car because my car like two months ago. I love your car. Every time I pull up, I it makes me so happy to see that shiny car in your that? driveway. I don't know. I just I I mean we don't deserve anything really because his grace is sufficient for us, Taylor. But I just feel like you deserve that car. Oh. I know. I do. It makes me really happy. This is as good as it gets. It is. <laughs> we should go now. <laughs> so, uh, that was a snort. Was a snort. I'm a snorter. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is as good as it gets. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. The car, the car, the shiny so, car. If, if you didn't listen a few months ago, we did, we did uh, and we led the show with how I drove this other car that I yeah, had into the ground. I mean. Another one, the uh, world pandemic happened. I lost yes. all my money. Just a bad, bad timing. I was like, I'm going to get a new car in March. And it went to God Subaru like, heaven. Never mind. And it was not too soon. Yeah. So uh, it it didn't even make it to Mazda heaven. That's interesting. Because it was Mazda. <laughs> it's in Subaru heaven. I like that thought. <laughs> where it's just like, I don't think I belong here. This is, is like how, how you call me Allison Renee. Like exactly. semantics, whatever. Exactly. So. My car died on the side of the road, and like it was like dead, dead. So like, dead. It, it was done. I got more money from the, DNR from the uh, 
uh, like tow the, yes, the, yes. Where they go and destroy the car. Yes, like, it was worth more as parts than it was as a working car. Like for sure. And then so like we got, I got this new car, and I'd been driving that other car for four years, mm-hmm. and never really liked a second of it. So mm-hmm. that car, like, I mean, it was the like students, like like who I coach, the track kids, football kids, like they have ridden in my car, like because we don't have a track at our school, we yeah. have a road. So sometimes we like to go to an actual track, and like. I would drive the few that needed a ride over there. And it was like a part of the lore of sure. running track was that like, you're not sure if you're going to make it. To the, to yes. The track, you know? Yes. You uh, might have to run. That's how they, that's how they uh, gained courage and yes. stamina, stamina <laughs> endurance. <laughs> yeah. So I did like the car was already, it was like, it should have been replaced four or five years ago. Uh-huh. And I just couldn't afford it. Couldn't, sure. Couldn't, couldn't bring myself to do it. Sure. Other things that needed to happen, like feeding my kids. Uh, so finally, I finally died and I got the new car, that old car, there was, it was known to have trash. Like anytime people came over, like I would have to like rearrange the car and like throw stuff into like the back. Yeah. And like, it was just like this vast void of just nothingness and trash. Ready for apocalypse. You could survive for months in there. Yeah. Because I had like, you know, nuggets food from two months ago. Yes. Like it was just a trashy. Clothes for all members of the family. You (laughs) could light a fire in there. You're good. Like I kept all the track equipment in there. I kept like four jackets, five hats. Like I was ready to go. I lived out of the car and it was just, it was not a good car and I treated it poorly. Yes. And it was just trashy. This new car. I've been through the car. It's Are we allowed like, in? I've been to the car wash <laughs> twice. The kids aren't allowed to eat. Yeah. I barely eat in there. Right. Like, I'll like, like I'll eat fast food and like wait till I get home to eat. Which yeah. Is I have That's never done. right. And wow. Like I, I that is discipline. Car wash twice. Um, like if something spills on it, like I'm cleaning immediately, like even like a little droplet, I'm cleaning it right when I get home. Yeah. Christine. Yeah. It smells great. It runs great. Oh my like, gosh. Uh, yes. If, like if I like leave like cups, I, I probably had 18 cups and no telling. eight plates in the other car. Sure. Like they come out yes. immediately yes. of the new car. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, like there's obviously a difference in this. It like, feels so peaceful. I want to go. You we go should, in the car? Yeah, we should record in we, there. We, we can. We'll go do a <laughs> promo for the show that, that they're already listening to that isn't out yet. This is a weird time space continuum thing. We'll, <laughs> on the way out, we'll go in the car and check it out. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. Uh, t- two points. One. I'm, I'm treating it way better. Yeah. I, like I have some pride in it. Like I feel good about it. It yes. looks good. It feels yes. good. Uh, and I like, I like the car and I'm taking care of it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like driving the other one. Sure. So I treated it like crap. Yeah. So I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, there's like, again, just like looking at myself and not really trying to find anything spiritual about it, but just like. What's going why, on? Why yeah. I, Let's why, analyze this why response. Do I automatically care about this car i've never really cared for a car this well yeah and i was like well it's because it's the nicest car i've ever had it's mm-hmm. really nice mm-hmm. and and it's like mine and i'm proud of it and i feel good driving it and i feel good like i was like embarrassed driving the other car like it would make noises and everybody's there at me and it was like, hey. you know, like <laughs> <laughs> i just died at the stoplight right. it's fine it's fine people and this one i'm like i'm awesome uh-huh. even though it's a prius i know like i feel like i'm on awesome. everybody's like oh it's a prius i'm like yeah i pay $12 a month in gas. Take that big old right. truck, boy. Yeah. So, and I, so I was looking at it and I was like, okay, like I'm taking care of it because I, because I feel this way about the car and I feel good in it. Yeah. And like, it already is clean. 
and pristine, so it's easier to keep it that way. Right. The other car, like, it would take me, like, an hour and a half to, like, get it clean. And even then, it wouldn't be, like, nice. Sure. It would be clean. Sure. So I was like, okay. Uh, I realize why this is. Because it's like, this is kind of how I... F- how I, I've joked before that like how I see myself every 17 seconds it flips like I'm God's mm-hmm. gift to earth uh-huh. and I'm a, a trash person you yeah know? right and I and I was listening to a podcast right before we recorded about Conan O'Brien was talking to Bruce Springsteen and Bruce was essentially saying that he feels the same way and he's like he had some adults in his life when when he was a kid that were saying you are the greatest gift to mankind mm-hmm. and other people who never showed him love never showed him affection never did all this stuff sure and and I was like, oh, like maybe, maybe there's something for that in me. And I started feeling about it with the two cars, like how I treat myself internally. Yeah. Wow. Is the nice new car. Interesting. The old other car mm-hmm. where it's like, I make a mistake. If I make a mistake and I feel like I'm the other car, yeah. like, I'll make another mistake and another mistake. Cause what does it yeah. matter? It's already, like, I'm already a piece of trash. Yeah. Why should I care about this? Why should I do anything good? Why should I go to confession? Why should I pray? Why should I, I'm already a trash person. But then like, you go to confession you have some you have some experience at mass you have some experience in prayer where you're like oh like i feel like this car yeah you want to clean it you want to take care of it you want to like stay pristine stay holy stay something that you're proud of and i have a new car and i'm only driving that one but inside i still feel like both of them yeah wow so i think that when whether it's information that we're getting from the outside and receiving or whether it's the information we're giving our own selves that I think that you can lop off the extremes in either direction and the truth is probably somewhere in the middle you know and so I was I'm a dirty Prius (laughs) (laughs) but I was thinking of so I feel this way about I was picturing your car I've been in that car and I was picturing your car the old one um, yet to be in the new one, but um, and I was picturing the feeling I of, but um, <laughs> but I was picturing that feeling of being overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed by all that it would take to get this to a new shiny red Prius. That feels impossible, and so I I think that there's a reordering of of awareness because when we think this is something that I'm going to have to do all by myself it is impossible you're right about that and so really you take that same feeling of being in the red prius and you think this is how it was supposed to be this is what feels right and good um little inside joke from our texts but this is what feels right and good and so then saying okay to maintain here to be here it is an awareness of inviting god into this mazda letting him love us just as we are in our Mazda state that allows us to feel like the Prius. Like God is always I love that what you said made perfect sense, but out of context, <laughs> God loves us in our Mazda state. In our Mazda that, state. But it's when we invite him into the Mazda and experience his love right where we are that we go, oh, this is about being a Prius. But if you think that it's about being a Prius and working, working, working to be the Prius, you've got it all wrong. You're going to constantly feel overwhelmed by that. And so God is always trying to redirect us to these Mazda state places in our heart so that he can love us right there so that we can realize this is about being a Prius. And it's not about it's not my job to get there. 
This is this is God's holy work and I just get to be loved right where I am. And so then we can like rest under God's tender gaze and be a Prius. Shiny. So that's the lesson from today's show. Don't be a Mazda or a Subaru. Be an internal loved by God. Prius, shiny and red. Gosh, I love that, Taylor. I did not know that. No, oh, I'm having a moment. Thank you, thank you for this moment. Fine. All right. Well, that's our show for today. Allison's frustrated at the end. I was frustrated at the beginning. This is Forte Catholic, and this is as good as it gets. I'll be back next week. Say it. Y'all, it's beard season. I haven't talked about Catholic Bomb Co. in quite some time. But uh, No Shave November is upon us. So if you have a luscious beard or have always wanted one, head on over to ForteCatholic.com slash beard. You'll find the link to, to get all, the, all of your beard needs. And also, if you use the code Forte at checkout, you'll get 11% off. Everybody else gives you 10% off, but I'm special and I gave you 11 so, uh, what do you need? Beard balm, a, a brush. I have the brush. It feels so good. Lotion for your hands. If you're not a person that has a beard, uh, also chapstick because it's getting cold and my lips are chapped right now. So, uh, go get the stuff. Fortecatholic.com/beard to get 11% off your next order. Have a good week. <laughs>